Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here good we are. Good morning. We are uh, End Times Friday, mid-January. We're taping this still in December, so uh, uh, lots of information going on, but... Um, Every Friday, we uh, are trying to, you know, take the title of what we do, you know, finding truth in a world of chaos. That well, we're in a world of chaos, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, we've uh, dedicated, you know, every Friday to uh, what we call end times, uh, which means, um, you know, the tribulation would come, Christ would come. Uh, is this the time? And um, mm-hmm. and our position is that. Jesus said, uh, watch the signs, pay attention. Uh, right. By the way, he said to John, write down everything you see and make sure everybody pays attention to that throughout history, which is always, to me, you know, remarkable because uh, here it is 2,000 years later, and we can say, well, we're, we, we can see it, but interesting enough, other people in other, other millennia actually, actually saw it as well. So um, right. that's why we can never have 100% certainty that, well, it's, it is. The only thing that we have that might be different uh, is that um, Israel has returned as a nation mm-hmm. and Jesus said when that happens that generation will see it and, we, and we've talked about that um, so we could be because we've seen that now established as a nation and so that could be the time uh, it, and then secondly is that um, we know that the tribulation when the beast is created is one world government and one new uh, world economic system. Right, and we do see indicators of movement towards that for sure. We see indicators of that and uh, the possibility now of it, and even the electronic capability of it mm-hmm. has now been put in place so that the fulfillment of it you know, is real. And um, again, because we're, you know, we're taping this at Christmas, that I just was reminded of, you know, when Jesus was presented after his birth at the temple, uh, Simeon had been told, in your lifetime, mm-hmm. you're going to see the, the Christ. Right. And, you know, and I'm sure, now remember, per se, in his mind, he was thinking, like everyone else thought, earthly king, mm-hmm. and that it would be probably in his thought, if I'm going to see the Messiah, then I'll be seeing an adult. Um, mm. And um, he was he was assured, you know, and feeling because he said it's full of the Holy Spirit. But when um, Jesus was, was uh, at the temple, which is where he was, mm-hmm. God said, that's him. Uh, right. that, that, that little month old baby is him. And he hmm. rejoiced at that and said, oh, ah, um, this is the Christ. You know, yes, this is the Son of God. And then he rejoiced and said, now I can go home to, to heaven mm-hmm. because the fulfillment of me physically seeing it 
has happened. Right. Um, and so a couple things is that, well, the tribulation, because Jesus uh, and, and the Father showed John, I'm going to show you what is going to be. Mm-hmm. What we try to do uh, as we go through the Word is just, this, well, then let's just look at what the Word says about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try not to add things to it. It's just a matter of, well, here's what the Word says. Like, for example, the rapture, uh, which is kind of funny because I'm going to read you know, today some uh, uh, identities of some of the prophecies that are in play. Mm-hmm. And it goes through a pretty extensive thing. And then <laughs> at the end of it, it says, but don't worry, we're all going to be raptured. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the Bible doesn't have that as certainty. Mm-hmm. And so we, we got to be careful. It's just, well, what does it say? What doesn't it say? And don't try to overread it, but rather, well, let's just look at what it says. Uh, so we'll, we'll look at those things today. And that's what we're trying to do is, is help people say, uh, and I, what I see is two things happening that, that uh, we can at least understand. One, the world itself is getting more a more difficult place to live. Yes. Um, the culture for Christians, particularly, the culture is going crazy. Uh, the division between political parties and different people, families, is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this lack of respect that I even care about what you think. I'm going to actually try to silence you and cancel you if you mm-hmm. oppose me. And that's happening all over the world, by the way. Um, and then the economic situation with inflation and the debt load and... And potential what, recession. And, and recession and all these things are going to make it harder and harder. And the, and the big thing, see, is uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Is we can't look at, well I, well, I know what a normal cycle looks like, and so I'll, I'll handle that normal cycle we're in a place where we're in brand new cycles and we don't even know. And so it's uncertainty right. is, is tough. So we know it's going to get tough and it's going to be problematic. And uh, therefore, our encouragement to everybody is even if you're don't think, you know, this is the end or even close to the end, which is fine. No problem. Do consider that life is going to get hard. And therefore, you need to walk with God. And that's that's our message. That's our big message. Mm, yes, is, exactly. You know, despite, you know, so we're not trying to proclaim that it that we know when's going to happen. We can say, here's some signs. Here's some understanding. And because of these things, it's possible that we could be in the same place Simeon was. And that is that in your lifetime, you're going to see it. Um, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually happened. And so uh, we can't be afraid of that at the same time as that maybe, you know, in our lifetime. So... Let me talk about a couple of new things that have happened. One is that, and I think we've talked about this before, that um, China had made a deal with Russia to supply fuel to China. China. Um, And they already have moved away from what's called the petrodollar Mm -hmm. to the uh, yuan, which is a Chinese uh, currency. Uh, So they're gonna pay, they're gonna do direct exchange. Um, and that's happening. Um, okay. Now, part of uh, that whole issue was, um, you know, that ma- that made Saudi Arabia supply in terms of their income mm-hmm. get reduced uh, because Russia was a big, big provider of it, and China, or excuse me, a user of it, and China was a big, big user of it, and they're moving that supply to Russia. Mm-hmm. 
So that affected Saudi Arabia. Well, while that's going on, so Saudi Arabia, uh, of course, would have liked to develop a stronger flow into Europe because they're they're in trouble because they have the Russian pipeline. Right. Which, interesting enough, they built it with Russia, not with Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, and then uh, Saudi Arabia would have linked up more with the West, the U.S. Mm-hmm. Well, with certain things that happen in the U.S., they really have gotten strained relationships. And, and Russia or, or Europe just doesn't have the infrastructure to pick it up that fast. So mm-hmm. that leaves Saudi Arabia with lower demand and lower income. So China and Russia, and again, it's all members, it's all strategic, have noticed well, Saudi Arabia is kind of sitting there as a potential partner. Mm. So instead of us snuffing it down, maybe we should include them in our process here, and they, and they are. And oh, so wow. Saudi Arabia is going to go back to selling oil and gas to China, in addition to Russia. And here's the big deal. Uh, China says, yeah, we'll, we'll let you back in, basically. Mm-hmm. But you've got to trade instead of petrodollars, U.S. dollars. Now we're got, going back to the you yen. You got to trade with yuan. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Chinese is yuan. Um, it's, oh, okay. Uh, U U Y U A N yuan. Okay. Um, and so they're moving, and if that happens, and the Middle East goes yuan, which is what they're trying to do. See, China's trying to reestablish they as the currency. Not the right. U.S. dollar and the Not potential. The, US dollar. That's the potential is just makes us weaker and weaker and weaker, mm-hmm. and economically, you know, we could really struggle, you know, because of it. Uh, so that's happening, and um, the economics of that are big. If that plays out, where it could impact the, the value of the dollar, which could impact the economy, which mm-hmm. could impact our stability. Uh, and by the way, um, as we look at the end. One of the things that, that is true from Scripture, because it is very specific, the United States is not a player. Right. <clears throat> so that means... So at some point, that power in our currencies, you know, the, the power that it holds, is yeah. going to diminish. It has to diminish. And we become mm-hmm. really of no, no essence of any power at all. Now think about mm-hmm. U.S. Is, is called the world superpower. Right. And the economy is what drives everything worldwide and the banking system, et cetera. Um, well, we're seeing it get less and less and less mm-hmm. and lower and lower and lower and less and less important. Um, and perhaps even because scripture talks about a third of the earth kind of being wiped out, maybe there's even a nuclear explosion over here that gets rid of most of us anyway. So um, it's interesting just mm-hmm. to see that right in front of our eyes, we can maybe see a piece of it already. We're getting more more uh, uh, diminished in terms of the ability to do it. Um, there was a poll. This is by Fox News. Um, that uh, two in every five Mar- Americans, so forty percent, okay, uh, and over half believers believe that we're living in the end times. Okay, say that stat again. Okay, so forty forty percent. Of Americans, wow. two out of every five, or uh-huh. four out of every ten, and over half the Christians, and even higher amongst, um, interesting enough, amongst uh, the uh, Black uh, African American Protestants and Evangelicals, is even higher. That, but the average person now mm-hmm. just says, "Yeah, I think I think we're living in the end times." Um, 
That's, that's fascinating, that's a, that's right? A, that's, a, that's a dramatic shift. Uh, mm-hmm. And now, and now think about why would that? Why would in the last? This is in the last two years. Why would there be that kind of a dramatic shift? Of just this is just the average person, you know, living, and they they wouldn't even be called you know Bible even related to Bible knowledge, right? Why That's why would fa- they say that? I, I guess simply witnessing the you know the things that are going right. on in the earth, right. <laughs> you know, I you mean, know, it's it's hidden in plain sight. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, and it's it's kind of funny to me because God instructs us to watch. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, everybody's kind of watching. And people are saying, huh, you know what? This, this could be it. I, I can mm-hmm. see a variety of things that it could be it. And remember, if it is it, and more people think about it, and more people get ready for it, that um, when that happens, which would be an economic collapse, and then the world government steps up and says, you know, you give up your sovereignty and join the world system, with the mark of the beast and the world economic system, everybody willingly does that. Mm-hmm. So what I see is that a shift just in the thought that it maybe it's actually happening that wasn't there even four or five years ago. Right. It's like, huh. Uh, as And as they pay more attention to it, it'll be, oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Uh-oh. And then when they have the problem, oh. they're going to say, wow, give me a solution, and I, and I accept it. Yeah. I'm I'm curious, and this is just conjecture, but you know, with that number of people actually recognizing that, um, in my mind, that opens a greater window of time again, more urgency for us as Christians to actually get the truth out there, and to you know highlight abiding and highlight walking with God, and you know maybe there is this window. Um, do you do you sense that that there's this 100, 100. this I've I've this I've kind window. of sensed that I've kind yeah. of sensed that of, in a sense, what greater opportunity, right? That we have. And by the way, it's not just intellectual belief. It's no, you learn to follow God because you're going to need right. need to. <laughs> I mean, this is the reason we started that God led us to start this podcast. That's right. You know, almost two years ago now. That's right. That's right. So when you think about it, it's feeling like there was this urgency and this window coming. And really what you're describing highlights that even more to me, yep. that there is a window of time here for us to really speak truth. And it's it's a time to be bold. Yep. You know, uh, there was an article uh, put out by uh, Prophecy uh, News, and they, they listed 10 things that they feel are illustrating the fact that, that we are headed toward the end. So I'll just give you a list of them. Uh, the one is called the Rise of the World Economic Forum, the WEF Cabal, uh, mm-hmm. and their statement and their publication and their aggressive activity of one world government. And mm-hmm. so it's gone from kind of being a behind the scenes to, I mean, everybody now knows what's so the WEF and their goal is one world government. And they're saying mm-hmm. it. By the way, their target is 2030. <clears throat> so that's what they said. Uh, the next one right. is... The steering up of the spirit of Antichrist and lo- what they would call lawlessness and anti-God, culturally, uh, law isn't being followed, uh, all kinds of chaos, and we're seeing that get higher and higher and higher for sure. Uh, the third one is that um, uh, the politics is trying to say, trust the government, we have the answers. And everybody mm-hmm. kind of knows they really don't. <laughs> Uh, but they're saying so, and trust us, 
And so it's this conflict between, okay, I'm trying to, but I'm, you're proving me wrong, which I believe is critical for when the, when the tribulation comes. They say, you know, my government, I, I don't really trust it at all, but rather um, I'm going to trust this new system because I think it's going to work. Um, right. There's the, uh, what they call the, the rise of the worship of earth, and that would be environmentalism to where that becomes more significant than uh, worshiping God for sure, but just worshiping and living normally. And now policy starts to, to uh, impact. So for example, mm-hmm. um, and this is true in uh, Sweden, it's now true in England, um, they're saying, you know what? This environmental stuff ain't working mm-hmm. and we can't survive it. So we're, we're gonna think about going back to nuclear power, for example. And coal, mm. um, because we gotta, we gotta have, we gotta operate as a. Why would we not, as a, as a population, live comfortably when we can, and as opposed to letting the worship of Mother Earth dictate everything? You mm-hmm. know, so it's an in- interesting thing. Uh, the ability to develop a digital currency, uh, crypto. Mm-hmm. So that's for sure. And the and the and the world, uh, the uh, the central banks are all developing their ability to issue uh, cryptocurrency. So right. it's happening. Uh, the next one is uh, the decline of the countries uh, and the lack of strong leadership anywhere. So we're seeing we're that seeing all over the that world. Clearly, yeah. Um, we're seeing that um, uh, the uh, persecution and opposition to Christianities and and Jews and Israel per se. So that um, there's just a stronger uh, coming against of if you like, for example. Um, and I don't know if you've been seeing any of this in the in the news, but there's been situations where people have said, you know, I don't I don't support, uh, you know, a gay uh, marriage in my school or something, you know, and and mm-hmm. people come against them. Well, then you're you're a hate you're in a hate crime, right? Well, I right. didn't I didn't say anything about that. You can't even discuss it without yeah. being canceled. Really. All I said was I'm a believer, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not coming against uh, harsh against anybody. I just I don't. I don't support it because that's my that's my faith. Right. Well, then we're going to get rid of it. You know. So it's it's uh, that um, there's a global uh, deception, uh, so that uh, you know abortions, transgenderism, uh, the whole identity of people. Uh, it's a great deception that the that the I believe the Satan is working to get people to go you know against God. Um, one of them, which we'll talk a little about today, is called apostasy in the church. Is that they're going toward universalism. And certainly that the word of God really can't be used and trusted as the source. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's happening in the church, even the evangelical church uh, is part right. of it. Um, and then the uh, rise of the occult and the uh, demonic is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Uh, so there's, there's pockets of that. Now, I don't, I don't know if you saw this as well, but uh, in Virginia, uh, they uh, have a high school club that is Satan worship. I did not see this, um, although and, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and, and they were, the reading about it was, and this goes hand in hand with the deception, mm-hmm. is that, no, we're, yeah, we worship Satan, but we're really there to help them have, you know, good feelings about religion and to be free and to have good things. And they, they say certain things, but then when you get involved with Satanism, it's kill, steal, and destroy, and it really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's rising, mm-hmm. you know, around around the world. So, 
right. uh, you know, just 10 things that are happening that we can say, well, we, yeah, we can kind of see that. Um, right. Uh, and uh, does it mean it's absolute and, and the time? Not necessarily, but there's certainly, when you look at that breadth of things, mm-hmm. you could see, wow, it's, you know, it's really possible. So um, as we look at it, one of the things that Paul writes about is this, really this apostasy uh, in the church. So let's go to Second uh, Corinthians, Second uh, Timothy, uh, chapter three, mm-hmm. and uh, read verses. Uh, what is that? Um, what do I what did I give you there? Second Timothy three. I think it's one through uh, nine. One through nine, yep. probably. Okay. Yep. But know this: that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Disobedience to parent, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janice and Jean Braze resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further for their folly will be manifest to all as theirs also was. Yeah. So now he's, um, because he inserts here about the appearance of Christianity, Right. He's talking about believers. He's talking about the church. Mm-hmm. Um, he said in the last days um, that the lover of life will be toward self, uh, money, mm-hmm. uh, unthankful, uh, unforgiving, uh, slanderer, brutal, uh, you know, prideful, um, and not following God. Um, mm-hmm. So he's saying that the church... Which is, which is what they're saying is they've seen some trends here is that there's what's called apostasy. Apostasy is I come up with my own spin on Christianity and I, I'm no longer following the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right. he says because of that, it's having a form of godliness but denying its power. Mm-hmm. So if, if you look like there's a form of godliness, what would that what would that look like if, if people say, well, you have it, you have, you look like you're godly. What would that look well, like? Well, I picture that as, you know, maybe checking all the right boxes. Yeah. You know, living what appears to be a religious life. Right. But not really standing on the power and listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be, um, yeah, I go to church. I even might go to Bible study. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm not opposed to it. Um, but um, it's a form of looking like right. you're a follower of God, but he says you're more de- of something of what I do rather than who I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look at all the things I do. Exactly. And mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to, he says, but you have uh, not experiencing the power of it, mm-hmm. which by definition, if you're not experiencing the power of it, what does that mean about you? If you're that not you're exper- doing it on your on your own. Okay. You're not doing it empowered by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so so remember, as a believer, you have the Holy Spirit within you, but you right. still can have no power. How come? 
you're not abiding with him. You're not listening to him and staying in the kingdom. Yeah, because uh, Christ said, and we've actually started two years ago with this, apart from me, Christ says you can do nothing. Right. Abide from me, abide in me, and you'll, re- you'll produce fruit. And, and so the relationship, the power isn't of the things we do for God or what it mm-hmm. appears. It's the connectivity of the power. Mm-hmm. which is from the Holy Spirit, which actually, you know, as you and I have uh, been able to, to have if we, as we've taped some of these guests, they're expressing tremendous over-the-top supernatural power of just walking with Him. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing they do. They even talked about, you know, the desires of their heart. Should we go do something? It's like, no. <laughs> uh, let God deliver it to you, and all you got to do is stay with Him. So power is just simply coming when you're abiding with Him. Are you with him in the kingdom? Uh, are you experiencing through the power of the word and what he says the fulfillment of the covenant? I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. And it translates into power, into supernatural. Mm-hmm. The word there is miraculous, um, you know, power, dunamis, dynamite, uh, things that are over the top unbelievable because God can deliver it to you. And that's really an indicator of where are you during this time is mm-hmm. you can say, well, I'm a believer. Okay. Uh, the question is, are you experiencing the power of it? Right. Um, and if you're experiencing the power of it, and there's one really interesting thing that I help people to try to answer that question. Because a lot of people have a hard time with, well, yeah, the miraculous, I don't know about that stuff, you know, and, and mm-hmm. okay, I get it. Um, are you hearing what God's saying to you? Right. Um, and if the answer is, I don't even know what you're talking about, well, then you're not going to be experiencing any power because you have to be in a place where my sheep hear my voice. Right. And I have to hear what you have to say through the abiding in the word and fellowship. And you're and, posturing yourself to listen. And then God will deliver, perform the things that he says. Mm-hmm. So that the question becomes not what am I doing for God, but rather... Well, God, what do you have to say about this issue? Mm-hmm. So as we're looking at, you know, we just we just listed off 10 things that are, man, that doesn't look very good. <laughs> um, well, our question isn't, well, then I should. Mm-hmm. It's just, well, help me first of all see, do I, am I seeing this right? And then two, what, what, what would you have me do about it? Uh, where right. do you want me to connect with you to have it fulfilled? So that's something simple uh, like, um, you know, schools are doing a lousy job of educating kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, they're indoctrinating them in, in a bunch of things that aren't that aren't really good. Right. Uh, well, it wouldn't be like, oh, I guess that's it, or I better go change. I better make sure I change the law. I get that changed, as opposed to, well, Father, what do you have to say about that? Right. And the one thing that I've heard and, and I've helped people of, of it, okay, it's there, but. Can't you as a parent, can't you as a family, can't you as a uh, little social uh, microcosm teach your kids the truth of, of, of it despite mm-hmm. what they're learning elsewhere? You know, the answer is yeah. Um, it doesn't stop God from delivering the power to live out the beautiful life despite the stuff that's going around. Uh, right. And so he says, uh, you know, uh, ever form of godliness is in his power. And then he says... Uh, Another element is that they're always learning <laughs> mm. and never able to come to the knowing of the truth. Um, mm. 
and interesting enough, the word knowledge there isn't uh, intellectual, it's, it's experiential. Mm. Yeah, you're always, I'm going to Bible study. Yeah. So a I'm, lot of head knowledge, but they're not walking it out. And I'm learning this stuff, but I never experience the truth. Mm. And you and I actually have talked about this is that if it's going to be truth, mm-hmm. it has to become real. Right. And if God says, uh, for example, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the key word in there is what? All. Well, I'm involved in a lot of things that aren't very good. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I receive that, I can say I know, I know that word. Sure, yeah, sure. But if I never experience it, then it becomes hollow to me. See, it's not truth. Mm-hmm. It's just hypothetical. And not coming to the full knowledge of truth, the experience yeah, of truth. Yeah, and, yeah. but if, if, I, if God says, well, I can make all things work together for good, and you say, okay, all right, I got a big problem, mm-hmm. and it's not good. Uh, what do you got to say about that? God says, well, if you come with me, I'll show you. <laughs> um, and we've, we've had story after story after story on our guest Thursdays. Oh, yeah. Of people in those positions of it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. But God said, I can, I can make it good. Let me walk you into, into the good. Uh, and you yeah, and I in know. In fact, yesterday, this yeah. is uh, January 13th. So on the 12th, we had um, the first part one of a guest, um, John and Michelle Santa Ferraro, And talk about a story of restoration. Beautiful story um, that really is them abiding and walking into what God had for their marriage, for their lives across the board, but they had to step in and walk with him into experiencing what his promises were. Right, right. So as you look at this statement that Paul makes is that um, it's really kind of a uh, uh, where do you stand? Mm -hmm. Um, Are you going to be in the place of, uh, yeah, you're learning, but you never really understand things. Uh, You you look like you're a Christian, but you really have no experience with power. Um, and then you really get involved with, you know, conflict and unforgiveness and, and, and pride and, and hardship and uh, hard-heartedness. Um, is, that, is that the way you are? Or, Paul says, on the other side of it is, if you have a heart to uh, experience God's power, if you have a heart to learn the truth and receive mm-hmm. the truth, God will get you through this perilous time, which is what he calls it. Uh, right, he says, right. and so it's a key is in our, our statement to everybody is, where are you on that line? And, mm-hmm. and, and the neat thing about God is that if you, let's say you're on the opposite side and yeah, it kind of describes me. I'm not really, you know, really abiding and I'm not really seeing much, uh, but I'd like to. Uh, God says, good. Okay, son and good daughter, let's go. Right. Come with me and let me now give it to you now because that's the gospel. I can, I can do yes. it. And, we, and we've had these great, great guests over the last mm-hmm. uh, several weeks that we're in places that there's no way that they're going to recover and God pulled them out of it because right. of the heart to go. And so we want to encourage everybody to um, don't be afraid. Uh, don't get wrapped up into the cares of the world, but rather uh, what does God have to show you? And we have all kinds of resources to help you. And you can email us or look into our website and uh, see how we can you know, get you to a place where you can learn to abide and learn how to grow with God and uh, and not be on the side of apostasy, but rather on the side of what all that God wants to do. So we'll pick this up again uh, next time. We've got lots more to go. Uh, but uh, we're uh, we're actually excited about the opportunity, like you said, is to share the truth and what a, what a great yeah. thing, thing that we can do.
This is a window to share boldly yeah. for sure. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing today. And thank you for joining us, everyone. If you have questions, send them in at questions at afjministry.com. And thanks for joining us. We will talk to you soon. Have a great yeah. weekend. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.